Games Train Podcast. Choo choo, motherfucker. We're back. Back at it again. <laughs> this feels weird, huh? It feels really weird. It's been a long time. It's nostalgic. It was literally the week that they closed everything down. It was the last one. Because we were talking about zombie apocalypse. Really? And we I think, called this I shit. I think a day or two later <laughs> is when we got the call and it's game over. Oh, I forgot. We went into the weeds on that thing. We yeah, like, no, we were going to ride do? it. Yeah, <laughs> we were going to ride it till the end. The end came really quick. We were like, who's on your team? Who's on your team? If oh, yeah. Zombie apocalypse? We recruited Josh and Kent. Yeah. Or they recruited oh. us kind of. Yeah, for sure. Unknowingly. We just wanted to I'm okay blazer. with that. No, I'm still good with that. I think when we left, I talked to him, and he said he had a 1,000 rounds of ammo in the back of a pickup ready to go. I was like, all right, it's tight. He could sell that for a lot of money now. He could make a... He's got like a 50 mil that pops up out of the back, dude. Fucking... I wouldn't put it past him. Well, his brother has like almost like it's like a tactical shooting range in his backyard. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's pretty dope. Because of course he does. He's like that dude that developed that was mad at the city. And made the tank out of the out of the. Oh, uh, in Granby. In Granby. Yeah, yeah, where he made. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. He just like. He didn't kill hunts. anybody. Oh, he didn't. No, no, he didn't kill anybody. He just ran into business and shit. He just ran destroyed as much government property as he could, and then the people that were in the government, he like ran it through their houses. Yeah, and then he uh, killed himself. He quit. Oh. <laughs> he gave up. I watched a whole documentary on it. So good. It was like uh, reinforced steel. Then he poured concrete in. Then reinforced steel, and then concrete. Two How layers. How did he not find out what he was doing? He did. Like, why are you sourcing this material? <laughs> he and only, why can't we go in that like uh, barn right there? Are you building something? Don't he worry. He only it. worked <laughs> at night, dude. He only worked on it at night in the back of this barn. He rented out this space, and he would only, and then nobody like ever bothered him, dude, because this guy was already cuckoo for cocoa puffs. <laughs> Dude, imagine the commitment it takes to take a year of your life to do that and then just like go for it. You gotta be mad as hell, man. You gotta be, he was really mad. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be mad and be like, "Eh." (laughs) I'd like buy the tractor and be like, "Uh, whatever, it's not worth it. (laughs) You know what? I guess I'm fucked on this. We're S on D's. We're not all S on the same D. (laughs) <laughs> Usually we all S on the same D. Yep. yep. The D gets very S'd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you S'ing on? Voodoo Ranger, Imperial IPA. I figured it would just be fitting since Gary's a beer drinker uh, to do a uh, a beer, to drink beer. Cheers. Cheers. Wade, what are you sipping on? Mama's Pills, but I always call it Honey Mama's. Is uh, that your nickname for it? Yeah, because it's yellow. And mamas, I'm like, honey, it's my honey mama. mama. Big into mamas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're we're back at it. Why are we? Why are we here? Is the question. We should maybe give everybody an update. It's been almost hey, a full year. I thought you were gonna go bare naked ladies there for uh, a second. Say, well, yeah, yeah. How? How? What? How so? <laughs> The song. song? It's what been song? Six minutes. Uh, it's banned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good, yeah. bro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dude, there's Nuff. so many good times like coming back. Like, mm-hmm. I remember the first time George goes Essen on them D's, and I go, 
What, bro? <laughs> Every, Wade was like, people are not going to like that. That's not going to catch on. People. That's ups, a thing. Yeah, that's, people that's loved thing. it. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Yes. Um, hold on. Let's take this picture. Oh, oh selfie. Bad, oh. Ooh. George is the new 12. I so. the new five. Yeah, yeah, I love that feature. I love that feature. Oh my god! Take it like this. I love oh. Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle's my line. <laughs> Red Rocks is my special place. <laughs> I wish I, I went to Red know. Rocks more. Yeah. Before everything. Okay, you're gonna have to take that. Makes me look fat. Oh. <laughs> but you have no, to do it's, it. It's not the picture. The, you have to do it the old school way before they had selfie cameras. Why? Just press the volume button. No, oh, you okay. can do the top volume button. No, you can't. Hey, wait, ready? look at the camera. I think it did it. Yeah, I think it did. All right, for our listeners, we are taking oh, pictures. I don't know if that's a <laughs> that's a good one. I don't think it is either. We'll get it after. We'll probably. figure it out. Yeah, yeah. we'll probably get yeah, it. Yeah, we got it. All right, so we, yeah, back to your thing, George. Why oh, yeah. are we here? Why are we here? What's brought us here? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so uh, Gary decided to b- abandon us. That's basically the reason we're doing this episode. It is a farewell podcast to Gary. Um, well, there might be why, some Gary. tears. I'm going to go to Uncle Sam. I'm going to go work for Uncle Sam uh, in the Army like a good little boy. He decided it's too hard to you know, pay rent and feed himself. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy. He said and he thought prison might be a little too uncomfortable. So Yeah. Settled for the military. Yeah, I hear they do better tattoos in military bases than in prison. So I was like, all right, we'll do that. Are you gonna get inked up? Oh, gonna be of like, course. Only yeah. God knows what only God what is it? Only God can judge me. Yeah, yeah. then what you no. get on the other arm. See, I'm already branded for it. I'm ready yeah. to go. All I need is the a other Camaro. arm is just gonna be judged. <laughs> I've been judged. It was bad. It wasn't yeah. good, yeah. Yeah. He said the rest of y'all can do it too if you want. <laughs> um so is there a reason you want to go in the military? Uh, I've actually always wanted to do it, literally since I was a little kid. But I almost joined in college, but then my grandma made me swear to her that I'd graduate first. And then I got really stubborn, and I wanted to prove to myself that I could do like the fitness thing or at least try it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'll try it. And then like it's been great, but I think I'm ready. I was also looking into other things like – avalanche uh rescue team mm-hmm. or like mountain rescue team stuff like that but it's all volunteer work so you have to pay for your own like equipment <laughs> your own Ugh. training you have to actually drive your own vehicle out and like pay for the gas and everything i was like i don't mind helping people but you, i need to get paid for it yeah. a little bit yeah Jesus. at the start yeah. of the i'm doing the abby course training and at the start of the guy was like making dad jokes and he was like what's what do a, a mountain rescue ranger and a pizza have in common? A pizza can feed fi- a family of five. And I was like, oh. oh to your him. point of them not making any money. Yeah. I mean, God bless them. They do. Right. Doing the Lord's work out here. Have uh, you been so watching a bunch of movies to get ready? Like in the army now with Polly Shore? I'm obsessed with that shit. I've always loved war movies, though. So I watched What's your favorite? Shows. My favorite one, I think my favorite one of all time is Black Hawk Down. I could watch it a hundred times. It's so good. The government funded that one, didn't they? Did they? 
Mm-hmm. I wouldn't oh, really? doubt it. Have you, you yeah, have seen it? Yeah. So good. It's to get people like you to get all yeah. stoked up and be like, dude, I want to be in the military now. <laughs> Freaking work, dude. <laughs> Shout out to their propaganda team. They nailed it. I'm in. <laughs> I want to go to war with Jake Gyllenhaal. Dude, Jake Gyllenhaal's the best. Wait, was Jake Gyllenhaal in that one? I thought he was. He's not the main character. Uh, no, he's not in that. It's, uh, Who am I thinking of? Hartnet or Hart? He's like a really Hartnett big nine, '90s actor. Yeah, Jason or early yeah, 2000s. Maybe. The guy's good well, looking. Now dude. I sound like an idiot. Um. So, anyways, what's your favorite military movie, George? Favorite military movie? Yeah. Yeah. Do I have one? Inglorious Bastards. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. good. Oblige him. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, what's your, other than you just always wanted to do it, do you have like a big why or an underlying like belief or anything you need to fulfill for yourself or Um, why the, why the military other than I just always wanted to do it. Why did you always want to do it? Uh, just for the service of others. And also like, I feel like I get really scared by really big challenges, which I like a lot. And I feel like I get a lot of purpose from that. And I feel like this route is a challenge that not a lot of people can do necessarily mm-hmm. and i think i can do it and even if i can't i'm interested to find out and just like just go ahead in so you find purpose in doing something that very few people on the planet can do while serving others while sir it has to be also serving others yeah like right you know i could just go be a criminal i guess but yeah i don't i'm not really interested in that right. i feel shitty when i do bad things i guess so what mos or do you Sometimes. <laughs> what what MOS on how bad it do, you, is. do you want to go for? Like, for people who don't know what MOS means, like you're just your designation, your job in the military. Your specialty. Uh, so I'm trying to go 18 Charlie, which is the Special Forces Engineer. So uh, in the Special Forces for the Army, well, the Army is only Special Forces. Everything else is Special Operations. A lot of people get that confused. Special but, Operations is Ranger? Special operations is anything outside of special forces. Uh, no, I think Rangers is a support mo or a support force. Okay. So I don't. I think actually no, I think they are special f- operations. Okay. Because they are a support for special forces. Um, but anything special forces strictly is referring to Green Beret. Mm-hmm. Everything everything outside of that is special operations. And Green Beret is like the equip for people who don't know is the equivalent of like Navy SEALs, Marine Recon, that kind of thing. Yeah, they're kind of, they're close to that tier one level. Not right. quite there, but just under it. So Navy SEALs would be tier one level? SEAL Team 6 is tier Seal one level, six. I believe. Okay. The other uh, tier one is like the highest, highest, like, right. you know, and that's like Delta Force, shit right. like that. Yeah. Is there Which, a tier one Green Bray? Uh, I don't think so. I think tier one only is... Uh, Delta Force, SEAL Team Six, and like there might be another one. What's Delta Force? Is that Delta a Navy? Force is technically doesn't exist, ah. but it recruits from anywhere in the military, and you're not allowed to try out. You can't. I don't know if you can even submit. You have to be recommended to come in, and you have to already have served in the special operations or done something crazy to like stand out, and then you get invited to try out for it, which is more individual training, and they're like intense like even people that have passed seal training and special forces training out of that group of people there's a 50 percent attrition rate so it's like you got to be hard wow hard they're actually the ones in black hawk down 
Oh, really? The guys that were raiding the building were uh, Delta Force guys, and the guys on the ground and all the Humvees and everything were Rangers. So they're, oh. that's why they're called a support MOS. I mean, they're right. still going to go into those environments, do raids and everything, but they are more attached right. to other groups and provide that kind of so, support. So um, would, like, is Delta Force, since you since part of your passion and your purpose is doing something that very few people can do, would you ever, like, I know that's so far off now because you have to go so far to get there, but yeah. would, is Delta Force, like, is that something that would even be on your radar? I would definitely consider it. I just, I feel like uh, if I got to that level, like if I did pass Special Forces and like they offered that to me, I feel like I'd have to do it just to know if I could. Right. And so also, what's the worst case scenario? You just go back to whatever MOS you were yeah, doing. You just go right back to being on a team. Yeah. And like it is what it is. But if you get at that high level, you're doing crazy mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But be fun. This is crazy that just a year ago we were on this podcast with no glimpse of a different future, and here we are. All of our lives have kind kind of changed quite a bit, especially yours. What's uh What's been the biggest change for y'all? Like either outlook, plans for the future, or just current situation. I think when when everything went to shit, you know, there was no personal training, no coaching, any of that. So I had nothing but free time, and I just started making stuff left and right. And then I really needed the money, so started making stuff to sell, and was like actually able to, like just making small things. I was able to, you know, pay bills and stuff. So it's kind of eye opening. I think my passion these days does lie a lot, like lie with woodworking, um, and creating things and making things. That's where my true passion in life is fulfilled and it so just shows me that maybe one day that could be my full-time and coaching personal training could be it could be my part-time yeah that's been the biggest mental shift for me so whenever i'm making things in my shop or doing something in, involved with you know the shop or woodworking there's a little uh voice in the back of my head saying could you refine this process to the point where it wouldn't be that grueling and you could sell it and like, could this be one of your products in the future? And when I'm training, it's more like, would this be a client I'd want to hang on to for 10, 20 years? You know, cause I'll never, never, I never want to stop personal training because I find a, ton of fulfillment in it and i still do have a strong passion for it and i would never want to stop helping there's i've got those few clients that like it would break my heart and theirs to stop training so i want to hang on to that for as long as i possibly can um so yeah i would but when i'm training my clients i'm like is this someone that you know, it was basically like a lifer, like yeah, training for forever. So, just makes it fun. Yeah, it's like I have something in my future to strive towards now. Whereas before, it was like just kind of coasting. You were, I think, we were all in the same spot. I think right we were before. all kind of yeah, just in it, just writing it out. Yeah, I definitely see a lot of passion with you with the making stuff mm-hmm. though. 
Because like you took me out in the garage, like you're just making all the spatula spoons, stuff like that. And you walked me through the process of how to make a spatula. And I could tell you got you get a lot of fulfillment from that, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. And it feels great to make something. It does. It's such it's a good so feeling. Cool. Like, well, I took a hunk of material that looked like trash basically and made it into something that will like outlast me probably. Well, you literally took a piece of a tree that was cut down in your girlfriend's parents' yard and then made something out of it that they can keep forever, yeah. which is so cool. <laughs> yeah, he's really good yes. at like, the sentimental stuff. I know you say you make little things, but it's like in size they were small, but like the effort, they were huge. Yeah, yeah. And in time. A lot of effort. That's kind of the... So don't diminish. That's kind of the good part about it is like it takes... A lot of focus, effort. It's very fulfilling in the fact that when you're done, you feel like you've really done something. Yeah, that's nice. Where sometimes when it's sometimes it's easy to coast and like kind of check out a little bit when you're training and coaching, but if you check out while making something, you're you have to do it again. Yeah. So it's nice to get that kind of intense focus. And yeah. Well, also, I just feel like that's a perfect fit for you, too, because what I didn't realize, like, when I think of wood making, I'm like, okay, like, you make a spatula, okay, you do this, like, there's not that much that goes into it. There's a shit ton of stuff <laughs> that goes into every little thing. Like, right now, you're into pen making, mm -hmm. and I went with you to the pen store so we could, or the wood store to yeah. get pen making material, which apparently is a really big thing. There's, like, <laughs> acrylic, and there's all these different woods, and all these different type of pens, and you just, like... Going deep into all these rabbit holes. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like he, I just he goes, he goes, wait, so is this like a big thing like, yeah. that people do? I was like, surprisingly, a ton of people are into it. Like it blew my mind. It's crazy like how much like you can find somebody that's into everything. Yeah. Right, you know? Yeah. I remember when we're this, obviously people are big into coffee, but I went to a coffee shop down like on Broadway and the guy like puts I was like, I just wanted espresso, and then he gives it to me. And it's got milk in it. And I was like, dude, I just wanted espresso, and he was like, well, you have to have the warm milk in it to cut the coffee or some shit. And I was like, why? What? Why, dude? And I'm like, he's like, he's like all hipster <laughs> snob on me yeah. here. Does he have one of those beanies that so, doesn't cover his ears? I got so mad I couldn't oh. even like function. And Emily was like, I'll talk to him because I was like. Yeah. This guy right here, dude, just talking. Especially when you're trying to get coffee. I was like, I'll espresso. snap your neck, bro. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't want. I was like all anti. Your customer at the service. Time. I'm yeah. a customer. Serve me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank I you. I will you're grab wrong, you by right. your suspenders. Fucking <laughs> choke you out. Ooh, collar choke. Yeah. Nice. Nice tight. Yeah. Yeah. Just pop you like a pimple, bro. <laughs> you don't even know. No. What's changed for you, Wade? Um. I think for me, I just realized that I need to like check out and go to the mountains as much as possible and be around less people. It's always good for You're me. Still going? Yeah, I just had a lot of anxiety because I was the one that hit the button. So I just had to like mentally for myself, I had to know that it was recording. Oh, I went, I put the keyboard up and uh, oh, okay. checked, but I did want to go out there periodically and just make sure. Uh, yeah. We usually have the TV in, on in here to monitor. And it's not on, so like it's very nerve-wracking. I just want to make sure this works yeah. out. Hey, bro, I let apologize, it go. Wade. You know, worst-case scenario, it's just for us. Is it nerve-wrecking or racking? Ooh. In, in what form of racking? 
Fracking? <laughs> there's, there's racking, Bro. which is R-A-C-K. And racking is like a jarring thing. Racking, W-R-A-C-K. I think I always said racking. Nerve racking. Nerve racking. That but, sounds but more W-R-A-C-K but, is like... But it felt like my nerves were wrecked. When something gets racked. like canted is racking. So, but then there's wrecking. I mean, once it's wrecked, is it coming back? Like racking, it can point. come back. Yeah, if you're yeah, if you wreck your nerves like so you did in college, <laughs> then you're then paralyzed. They, yeah, they're screwed. You're or, emotionally or paralyzed. Yeah. <laughs> then what are you gonna do? Okay. But I'm sorry. Wait, back to back to yeah. that. Dicks. I just wanted to make sure. He's <laughs> trying to get all deep. <laughs> so you you enjoy going oh. to the mountain more, or you know that? Oh you have yeah, to? I mean, I like. It was just weird, like the interaction with people, like. At first, you didn't see anyone, and you're just like, you know, everything was shut down. And then you'd see people, and they're like, hey, man, how you doing? Are you, are you hanging in there? And I'm like, I'm fucking thriving in this <laughs> shut, shut down right now. I'm like, because normally it's like everything day to day in the gym that I'm just like, get calls on or have to do or pick up something that got dropped or whatever it is. None of that existed for me. Just like teaching like online classes and that was it and then also i was training for that ultra so i could just go and run all the time and my life became like so much simpler during that time it was amazing it was simple but you still had things going on to keep you like motivated very stimulated still and things going on and it was like i really noticed it this last weekend because i didn't go to the mountains for like three weeks because of holidays and everything I was just starting to become more short with everyone around me. Mm-hmm. I was starting to like just get mad at my girlfriend, like just for no reason. Like I just like I was just annoyed for like it was just my own shit because I just yeah. need that time to like go away and just be like in nature where it's quiet, away from people. Like that is really where I recharge and. So that's why I constantly have to have something to do outside yep. year round or I'm just I'm just a much better person. I've always said like whenever we come back from camping that first day when you're back in civilization <sighs> again you're kind of antsy and like ang- like anxious because you're like around a bunch of people. Like mm-hmm. if we go to the house There's so it's much fine, input. Just but if you come like everywhere. straight downtown like it's just a lot. Yeah, yeah. You, and you don't realize how much that wears you out. Like I mm-hmm. didn't realize how burnt out we all were going yeah. into it because like things were starting to come up like we were starting to get clients again like it was looking like a good year but then once we finally were forced to like stop and like stop everything i was like jesus christ like i was constantly on edge like all the time yeah yeah like and a lot <laughs> george even saw it like as soon as i got back i drove back monday morning and i like, came in i had like a co- uh, like a conference call right away and i was just like he was like Bro, just breathe. And I was like, yeah. fuck, can I? Is that allowed? <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> no. I'm like, is that allowed here? Like, can I breathe? Like, can I just chill for a second? But um, that's what I've totally noticed. And I mean, I've obviously throughout my life tried to get that, quench that thirst through booze or, you know, doing drugs or something like that. But it's like, that's the best drug for me is solitude in nature for sure yeah dude that's awesome yeah for sure yeah you definitely have spent a lot of time well you were doing training for that um for that ultra ultra marathon so you've spent a lot of time in the mountains and that's probably i think where you really realized that 
I need it. But yeah. also what was important is while you were doing that, you weren't listening to music. You weren't like, no. you were just completely immersed in nature. Mm-hmm. It was quiet. The only noise is either like you running or you talking to someone, yeah. which is important. A lot of people just kind of go to nature and then have their headphones in. Yeah. Yo soy. And like, <laughs> you don't really, you don't get the same benefit out of it as you do if you're just alone with your thoughts. And especially if you're exercising, because then you're like getting those endorphins and you're thinking things through mm-hmm. and stuff. Which is, I mean, that's super intimidating because at first, like every time I'd run with Rachel and Leif, they'd be like, I'd be like, dude, are we wearing our headphones? And the, every, like for the first like five times, they're like, no, we're not wearing our headphones. And I'm like, on the sixth time I go, we don't ever wear headphones, do we? And they go, no. <laughs> no. And I was like, oh, but it's because it's, that's just like a crutch where it helps you like distract you from like whether like you're like suffering through that run or whether you're like you should be thinking about something that's been bothering you and kind of work through it on your own or anything like that to remove that stimulus and just be force yourself to be present is it's done a lot for my sanity for sure yeah Yeah. that's what i'm super excited about actually like also nervous but super excited about is like the for like probably what seven months or so i won't have any electronics i won't be able to drink at all won't be able to do anything it's literally just wake up be productive do what you're told and like go back and like read books or write people and i think that's gonna do a lot of good i'm honestly excited for you i kind of wish i had a forced um you know yeah just a forced reset like that yeah Mm -hmm. it sounds Honestly, sounds so nice. And if I were you, you know, I would just welcome it. Oh, I'm so excited for it. That <sighs> that's gonna be the part that I think I'm most excited about. Because um, I constantly am watching stuff while I'm in bed, trying to distract myself. But then, like last night, like because lately, obviously, I've been having a good amount of anxiety, just because my life's gonna change so drastically. I'm worried about the people in my life. Worried about what's gonna happen when I come out. Like all this craziness. So I wake up every hour on the hour. But then by like 4 a.m., I had woken up so many times I didn't have my charger by my bed. Then my phone died. And I just had to like literally just be with my thoughts. And like at first I was like getting anxious, but Mm -hmm. then like started like remembering to like breathe and like it's okay and just kind of process that. But I mean, I feel like everyone's initial reaction is to numb or avoid those things when it just makes it so much better if you just acknowledge it really easy. I like that you're like your most enhanced entertainment is going to be like writing letters or are you going to be able to read books at all or Yep, I can I mean they said when you have time they, they said we're going to be really busy and stuff but right. absolutely I can bring in books so like if I do have energy I can just read that as I'm going to sleep or right. something or really just hang out with the people that are around me and like yeah. basically just enjoy the moment, yeah. That is um a good point where you're talking about I I I talk about this when I do mobility classes I like hit on this morning but it's like when you're stretching or anything like that and you're you encounter some like resistance in your body i'm like check in mentally like you do usually one of two things either you try to just ramp and run through it and be like oh i'm going right. to open this muscle up or this fascial tissue or whatever or you're like nah this is too intense i can't handle it and you back off right. but like can you there's just no in between there's no in between man Appreciate them between. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay to be in between. Yeah, just think, agree and be been, there. I've been incorporating a lot more of that, not only in my own training, but with like clients, is like 
not putting all the weight on the bar, um, but also not just like taking it easy on them and just like, we're just going to take it easy today. It's like putting a moderate amount of weight on the bar and go like focus with everything you have on every rep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Once you do a rep and you go, as you're going into the next rep, be thinking, focusing on what did I do that last rep that I could improve on? You go into the next rep and maybe you hold just a little longer at the bottom or you squeeze just a little bit more. Like what can you do to enhance every single rep? So something I've been telling clients is like, we're going to use as little weight possible to basically mess you up as best we can. We're going to make the most out of every single rep. We're going to use as little weight possible and as little reps as possible to get the the best workout. Mm -hmm. And it just causes you to have to really focus on every rep rather than, like you said, just busting through a bunch of weight. And, yeah. and I've been doing that for a couple months now. And Kyle, one of my clients this morning, told me, he was like, he was like, can I go up to 55s? I was like, no, I want you to stay at 50s and and just get, you know, Feel and just really get the most out of that because he was really tired and, like, he has shoulder problems. So I didn't – the exercise specifically, I was like, I don't want him to go heavier and just – he's really tired. I don't want him to do something, like, lose focus and hurt himself. And he was like, <sighs> I was like, the 55s would have been easier, huh? He's like, oh, yeah, going 100% is way easier than this. Right. <laughs> it hurts. My yeah. coach told me just to take just to chase that juicy pump. Oh <laughs> sounds like a smart guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is. But I mean that's I mean, to your point, like George wrote me a program because I got so little doing all the ultra running. I was like, dude, I gotta put some motherfucking size back on. Dude. <laughs> back on it's been working. Yeah. And he was just like Oh fuck that. He wrote good. this up, wrote me up a program mm. and it was like, dude. To his point, don't chase the weight, don't chase anything, just chase that pump. And so then that just forces your focus. Like you should all your focus should already be internal, like what muscle right. group am I working that thing? But to the like the next level, and people don't even really realize a lot of times what a pump is. They're just checking the box. Right. Yeah. And with that, also just giving rep ranges. Cause it's like, oh, yeah. eight. So perfect. I did eight. Well, could you have done a couple more? Should yeah. you have done like less than twelve? Should you like so the rep range? I think is huge. I've been there. incorporating incorporating ranges a lot more, yeah. and, I've, and I've loved it because when I and when I do, I like, say like you got to get six to ten. You might hit seven and be like, "Bam, that was the perfect rep." Mm -hmm. um, but you might go back the next set and be like, "I bet I can try do this a bit more in every rep and hit six, and that be enough." Like. Mm -hmm. I, I've been telling my clients too, like strive for lower reps, like try and get to the lower end of that range. Cause you're using this weight and you're maximizing that weight mm -hmm. to get as much out of every rep. It's been the bigness, the biggest like cognitive shift in like training clients, but also with myself. Cause at the end of the day, like you have to do less reps and less weight. Like that's kind of cool. Yeah. But like, and you get more out of it. So you're not actually stressing your CNS as much. Now, if we're talking about like athletic performance, this might not be the way to train. There's definitely some takeaways when it comes to training athletes. You could incorporate that more that kind of thought process in, in various aspects of training athletes. But if you want to gain muscle, I mean, yeah, you, you have to maximize every rep. If you're just moving through it, you're not getting the most out of it. Obviously, you're 
you're not going to get as much hypertrophy. But it forces that uh, client to own their own set more than exactly right. Yeah. yeah. But the crazy thing is, and I feel like one of the reasons why when people get heavy into uh, whatever it is in the fitness industry, uh, I feel like their whole life improves in that regard because that exact principle that you use for that has to be applied to everything in your life. Right. Like whether it's work and you're like focusing on the CEO position, it'd be like the same thing as like squatting 200 and you want to chase a 500 pound squat. Like right. you look at it, it's the most intimidating thing in the world. There's no way in hell you could ever do it. But if you're just focusing and being very intentful on each thing, mm-hmm. like very intentional, and then like a couple of years, like it's not that unrealistic and it's actually very attainable, but you have to manage your intention and not just intend to squat 500 remember when i used to remember when i used to limit you to five pound prs when you first yeah started out you would yeah which i was like come on let me let me let it loose you it was like a seven out of ten every time you got a five pound pr was like that was so easy let me go up more but remember my my reason yeah it was like okay if you got a five pound pr and it was easy can you get another one next week yeah Hey, what about the week after that? Yeah. What about the week after that? Yeah. Okay. Well, what if you got a 15 pound PR right now? Could you get another PR next week? No, Maybe not. Probably not. Exactly. So to, to your point, if you PR'd every other week on a certain lift, five pounds, so that's twice a month, 24 times a year, five pounds, that's 120 pounds on a lift in a year. Which is big. That's a lot. A lot. That's and a I, lot. I, I, and you basically did that. Yeah. Well, and the cool thing is, like, even if you don't get the five pound, like, you, like, you know, you kind of stagnate a little bit. You'll probably get it next The week. next time you peak, you're going to get that five pound right. again, which is nice. Like, yeah, you don't over uh, overshoot your ability. I don't know. Right. The words are hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're going to be a soldier. Yeah. You'll find. Yeah. Well, let's about talk it. about um, your ASVAB score. How cool Ooh, is that? That felt really good. That's a big confidence boost. They give you like extra time and somebody in there and all that stuff. And <laughs> yeah, and it's, so the, it's a coloring book. Or yeah, a yeah. Book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he thought I cheated. I know, that's fucked. Uh, no, he was like, you didn't use your phone, did you? I was like, hey, fuck you, man. It's because he looked at you. <laughs> fuck you, bro. bro like, no, that, um, that did wonders for me. Like, I feel a lot more confident in my abilities and in myself now which is really good thing to have at this moment right before i go in and try to do this crazy stuff it's like that's so good a little confidence boost you did the work you studied quite a bit but you didn't study you weren't studying like six hours a day by any means like you're no you you earned that for sure well also uh the, the same time i was studying for this is the same time i was dealing with my cauliflower ear Oh, so I was I went through a little over a month phase where my that. cauliflower ear so got so yeah. bad. And if you don't know what cauliflower ear is, it's um, like you get it a lot in uh, wrestling or just kind of combat sports. It's when your skin separates from your ear, and then uh, there's a lot of inflammation, so there's a big pooling of blood, and you constantly have to drain it and then compress it as hard as you squeeze it as hard as you can and keep it squeezed so that the scar tissue will build up, or else it'll just look really jacked up for the rest of your life and your ears are uh super sensitive because you gotta hear with them there was a so. few times <laughs> there was a few times where <laughs> my ear was so inflamed it was already blue like super bruised and i'm getting needles stuck in my ear multiple times every single day 
And then I would think it'd be done. So I go back to jujitsu and it'd flare back up. But like, uh, the longer it goes on. Wait one second. To, nice. Oh, yeah. The longer so it goes bad. on, the more scar tissue. So the more you have to stab your ear to find pockets of blood, <laughs> which is really, really cool. And then you have to sleep with this thing on your ear, which you can't sleep. So you're getting three hours. He looked really I cool. was not the only one that suffered through that. I think everyone in our house suffered through that. No, because but I was it was shitty. Good mood. thing you already had a girlfriend. It was. <laughs> she, yeah. I had a panic attack one night. Cause I went back to jujitsu too quick and it turned into the size of a golf ball on the side of my head and the scar tissue had already built up so much that I thought it was going to stay that way. Mm. And I was freaking out and I couldn't sleep. So it's, that was cool. It's like just barely, it looks like almost like a normal ear, but you have just a little bit of badassness in it now. Just a little yeah, bit. A little but yeah, all that was going on while I was trying to study and I wasn't even allowed to go to MEPS, which is the processing or like go retake the test until my ear healed enough to where I could go in without any headgear on. Cause they're really particular about that. So it was like, Oh, the like, fuck! Like nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and so what? Uh, what's the perfect score on the ASVAB? Perfect score is a ninety-nine. And uh, what did you get? I got ninety-seven, which was double oh, confirmed. Uh. Yeah, what's average? <laughs> it's got to be closer to 60, 70. Really, you think that's average? I would have to say that's about average. I mean, because the lowest score you can get and still get in is like a thirty-five or thirty. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people get like forties and fifties. Yeah, forties and fifties are a lot. I heard a lot <laughs> of those. I heard a couple seventies. Uh, met a few nineties. Haven't met ninety-seven though. Yeah, so that's really impressive. That's felt good. That'd be a huge confidence boost. That that was I, really when nice. I took the ASVAB. I At so those 13? who didn't know, I was actually in lit like. I technically know. enlisted in the military and then got like technically discharged from when I was 18, night 18, the senior year of high school. Uh, and I took the ASVAB. Oh, <sighs> so I was, and I ended up taking the ASVAB. And when I got my ASVAB score, I was really proud. It was really good, but I didn't realize how low everyone else's was. You got at a the 97 time. as well, didn't you? I also got a 97. But that was, you had 10 years my my uh, junior at that time. Yeah. You were 18, I was 28. <laughs> God dang. I was just at the time super obsessed with physics and math. That so carries like, you a lot like on that. It was, that was almost literally the passion of my life next to rugby. Like, I was captain of the physics club in high school. Like I what? <laughs> yeah. You didn't know that? No. Yeah. He didn't yeah. show up, I don't think. <laughs> did you ever show up? Or no, you no, showed I up. I did show but up. But you were oh, just no. doing bad in other classes. And I like... was doing other bad, really bad in other classes. But physics and math, always got A. But I was – so it was really funny because I was like literally – I had like a 1.5 GPA in high school. <laughs> what? Because I ended just up graduating with like a 2.5. But I did a lot of work my senior year to Bring fix it that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was captain of the physics club with like one G one point five GPA, and I was obsessed with physics club. Like I like I uh like I got us together like to build a trebuchet. What is that? It's uh like the medieval thing where you put a boulder in it and it like Sling swings shots. and swings and launches. Oh, oh it, yeah, yeah. But yeah. ours uh would fling what? pumpkins and watermelons. What? So That's so cool. And we would we got it to the point where like. I had like a targeting system on it, sort of. It was mechanical. It was like a mechanical targeting system, but what? with like who is it? It was like, like a, it was like a site where you could dial in and zero it, where you could what? 
up to you, how long? So you would have to weigh the thing you were doing to to be able Calculate to zero it. Yeah. yeah, we can get stuff up to like fifty yards, and so you could zero it, uh, and then hit an object. It was. I mean, I was obsessed with that shit. You know me. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the? Fu- Your school let you build that? Where'd you mm-hmm. shoot it? Oh yeah, the physics teacher like helped us. Like he was like really. Well, he was uh, all the clubs. You know, kind of have like a. Like a, a teacher, teacher supervisor, kind of guided or whatever. And he was all yeah. about it. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's awesome. We built that. We built like bridges where like we'd put like we'd like Suspension. stack like forty people on it and like take a picture. Really, a bridges made of like uh, popsicle sticks. Like one, in, like <laughs> just like we did one where like we'd used only one by from Lowe's, like the one inch thick boards. Yeah, and we put like forty people on it. Jesus, and it, one by is like. It's like fence posts, like like not fence posts, like fence, like fencing, like the, the really thin plank, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is actually really delicate because I stood on the one outside of improper and I broke it. So <laughs> I thought it was going to go different. I was obsessed with that. How That's did we get onto crazy. that? Oh, because of the ASVAB score. ASVAB. I think at the time I was just like, that was right up my alley. You're just all about it. All the levers. So then, and, so then what happened? Why did you get, why didn't you go? Um, so a kid that I played rugby with that I was like actually off and on through my whole childhood were, was really good friends with. And this was time one time, cause I, we lived in the same neighborhood. We were really good friends. It wasn't like a hot and cold thing. It was just like, I'd end up hanging out with them. Sometimes you'd hang out. You know, sometimes you would. Yeah. You just go like through that. days. Yeah. And at this time and, uh, and I had like a lot of stuff where I was going to the therapist and like I was on antidepressants and like uh, Vivance or Adderall. And so like I just he I guess he had been there through all that stuff where I was like seeing a therapist and whatnot. And uh, and he his dad was in the military and knew all about like, you know, like what you can and can't get in with. And he was talking to the recruiter. Cause I got the, I got in touch with the recruiter through the school. Cause you come to the school and like advertise the Marines and stuff. They yeah. saw that dog in the pool. They were, like, <laughs> they were like, dude, we need this guy on our just, team. Hell yeah. He's going to carry the LMG. <laughs> at lunch, he was just talking to the recruiter and was like, I'm surprised he got in. Cause like, he's like on antidepressants. He's on like ADHD medicine, like Fuck all kinds man. of stuff. And he's like, Oh, is he? I was like, it, or I didn't say anything, but he, he was like, Oh, is he? He was like, yeah, is that is it? Did you not know that? <laughs> Whoops. So they ended up doing us like a not a background check, like a medical check or whatever. Yeah. Where they go like deep into your medical history. Yeah. And they yeah. found like all kinds of stuff. They found <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. Therapists, there. prescriptions, like uh, broken bones. And they're like, yeah. Mm. Mm. Not going to let you in. And you were going to go Marines? Yeah, I was going to go Marines because nice. every guy every male in my family has gone marines at this point i think almost i don't know maybe it's just what i've experienced but i feel like almost every male like their initial reaction is like fuck yeah let's go marines like i just i think there's something to be said for me like it's the hardest boot camp obviously it has nothing on like green beret training or like but just like at the basic level it's like but it's like real what you're doing is smart so yeah. there's a few reasons why what you're doing is smarter than what I was doing. I was going, let's go Marines because that's the hardest boot camp. You're a man. You're only a man if you go Marines because that boot camp's gonna 
wear you down and you have to not give in. Um, but I had no clue what I wanted to do. They said I could be a pilot and I was like, Oh, that'd be fucking awesome to fly planes. Cause I, I've always been into speed, motorcycles, dirt bikes, cars, all kinds of like just speed, speed, speed. Let's go. So I was like, Oh, I could be a freaking jet pilot. Let's go. Um, but I, I didn't really have a true passion for any of it. Yeah. I was really just like, well, I'm not going to college, so. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to, or you just didn't I didn't think, think I could at the oh, time. Because really? I hadn't, I was still way behind. I didn't think I was going to get core 40, which is like your minimum thing in high school to be able to go to college. Oh. You have to get core 40. You can graduate high school, but if you don't have core 40, I don't know if this is just an Indiana thing. No, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have core 40, then you then you can't go to college. It's like 40 hours of core uh, classes. and Like, like core curriculum. Like, is that like what it is? I actually like have four, no clue what it was. But like yeah. four years of English, like three like levels of math yeah. and like all that jazz. Right. The basics, so yeah. you can graduate high school without that and then you can't really go to college. You, could, can't do much. you probably have to do some like community college classes to be able to go. We'd have kids that would come in like with that that would be ineligible like they could for go wrestling to, yeah for wrestling because uh, they wouldn't be like ncaa yeah. uh, qualifications and i was like because i just cheated my way through high school like pretty much like just mm-hmm. like oh you do this homework i'll do this homework and then it's like it was yeah. super easy so i graduated with like a three five but i mean i didn't learn shit you know what's funny <laughs> this is a little uh side tangent but uh i had a 1.5 gpa like max until senior year and I used to sell my test answers for my physics and math classes. Really? Yeah. Well, science That's in general amazing. and math classes. It just goes to show, man. It's just it's all about like how it's well dumb, you can get someone man. engaged or like yeah. if they just give a shit. My cousin's fiance, he's uh There's no problem with he's actually, education. He's actually a teacher at the high school I w- <laughs> at my the high school I went to. He's a teacher there now. And he was talking we were talking about how easy it is to take online classes. And obviously now he's an online teacher at the high school because everything's remote. And he, we were talking about cheating, and he's like, basically all my all my students have the same answers for all the tests, and there's nothing I can do about it because they can just like zoom each other or like FaceTime each other on their phone while they're taking the class virtually, and there's no way for me to know. And whoever the smartest kid is gives his answers out or her answers out. Hopefully they're selling it. Yeah. Be a little entrepreneur. Yeah, but me, I was telling him about me, like, really? I just have to sneakily under the desk, like, write each, every time I write an answer down, copy it onto this little piece of paper underneath the desk without the teacher seeing, but they were never suspecting me anyway, so without the teacher seeing, and then just make copies of that and hand them out to people. Yeah. But I would, I would charge like 30 bucks a pop. I didn't care. I was such a shithead. In physics, I loved it, but like... I was just so lazy. I just didn't want to do anything because all I care about was sports. So literally, and also like I had an ego, surprise. Uh, (laughs) So it wasn't enough to like just cheat. I had to do it blatantly to like show my ego how cool I am. So literally like in physics class, like during a test, I would literally stand up, walk across the room, put my test in front of my girlfriend, grab my girlfriend's test, go sit down, write my name on it, and then just walk up and turn it in. And he wouldn't do shit. He would be like, okay, like, good job. Oh, you play football? Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, you're, you're good at sports? All right, cool. Yeah, whatever. It's like, that's that's not right. Um, but anywho. I think, what were we talking about? Though the difference between when I was going in and when you're going in. I had no passion. And I was just doing what I thought was the hardest. 
like just to, just to be a man. I didn't have any purpose or passion in it. I just thought since I wasn't going to go to college because I didn't think I was going to get core 40 and I ended up getting it and going to college, but um, that, you know, might as well just go Marines. My dad, my dad told me when I was like in the process, like that's like, don't do it. You're worth more than this. Well, he's but saying I, that specifically for you because right, you have brothers that went into it. Right. And he doesn't so say that you, to them. Which is crazy. <laughs> I mean, obviously like on the outside looking in, you can obviously see that potential and everything. But at the time, it's hard to see yeah. that. It's hard what to have I, that. What I respect is you're 28. Wait, we're not the same. You're 28. I'm 28. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, because I always think Lexi's like three years younger than me. But I she's know. She's 28 also. Crazy. I thought um, you always think she's younger too. Well, yes, it was just weird. So wild. But like maturity wise, she's like 10 years older. Right, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's 70. Yeah. So <laughs> she, uh, but oh, so I got you, my 401k. You're 28. You've lived a good amount of life, especially adult life to this point. You've experienced struggles. You've experienced some really good times. And you're still fully committed to this purpose that you have. And, you're kind of ancient for like going into the military at 28, honestly. Yeah. As that this being your start, like holy shit. For the start, that is a little older. That's yeah. a bit, yeah, a bit older, but a bit older. But that's Wiser. like that's just that's when you first said this to me, I was like, um, yeah, fuck you. Whatever. We'll see. We'll see. Were you hesitant no. to tell George? I was very scared to tell you, did George. Did you tell me before? I think I did. Yeah. I told you, yeah. I told Lexi, and I told Tink. And I was like, oh, I don't know. He's going to take it. You like, were like, I, I kind of had the same right. I was like, really? Lexi <laughs> didn't believe like, me at first. Yeah, I was like, I yeah. was like, all right, dude. Well, you I was had, like, good for you. The context is you had been at home for a month already, and your parents were driving you crazy. It was like, being Such a, a weird it was like time. being a kid living at home again, like having rules and yeah. and not feeling like a full adult. And like, I know they were pressuring you to like change careers because they wanted me to install security poles. Yeah, like they just wanted something. you to. You're it's during the pandemic. You're getting unemployment because you literally cannot have the job that wasn't you had. on unemployment yet. Oh well, so no income way, coming in. Either but, way, your job yeah. that you had chosen for yourself and enjoyed had been taken away from you by the pandemic and. There's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. But they wanted you to like change careers so that you can make money. But it, but I mean, it's like, but what about my career that I already have? Yeah, that was a tough thing. And again, it just goes back to like, I mean, I know they only had my best interests in mind, but I'm very, I feel like I've always been very in tune with knowing what I don't want. I may not always know exactly what I want, but right. I kind of have a general idea of the direction. Mm -hmm. Right. And like the direction they were going was going to push me way back to when I worked for a general contractor, oh. which is, is one of the worst times in my life. Yeah. So like I knew I didn't want to do that, but yeah, like so like it was hard to like kind of battle that with them because I was like, listen, I know what you're trying to do and I appreciate that, but also like you need to let me do my own thing. Yeah. Which is hard for them to do if I'm right in their face at all times. Because, you know, you go through ups and downs and stuff, and it's hard to see someone while they're yeah. in a down period. So I get it. But, yeah, it was it was very difficult for both of us. Yeah. Because they were like, get up, do something with your life. And I'm like, well, the whole country shut down. I don't know what to do with my life. And then that's when I was like, you know what? It might be time to mm -hmm. 
just go full head because I had secretly been looking at this route for a long time, like since college, but yeah. just I don't know, it didn't feel right, and then it finally just, did. Yeah, at the time I knew you were under all that influence from your parents, and I was very skeptical because I knew you were just you had your head filled with a lot of different directions and whatnot. So, but as things have progressed, you've had an unwavering commitment to it. So now I'm obviously now I'm like very supportive. I mean, I'm still a little, uh, sad for yourself. I'm just, no, I'm like offended <laughs> that you would throw away our entire relationship. <laughs> yeah. I'm just your best friend that, you know, best thing that ever happened to you. And you're just, just leave me in the away. gutter. So yeah. Yeah. Gary and, and I became and, super tight, dude. Yeah. We FaceTimed every day. We dude. did FaceTime <laughs> all the time. Yeah. I just, yeah, just like, things I know it good. sounds a little extreme by saying throwing away our friendship, but literally once you leave, I'm going to forget about you. So, <laughs> <laughs> Gary, who? Yeah, I mean, I'll still say your parents' place when I go to Atlanta. I've been yeah. talking. <laughs> Don't they get me wrong. They have a hot tub. Hello, hello. <laughs> I've been talking so much shit on you at the gym, like, and I was just like. George like said something or looked at me the other day. I was like, dude, it's just easier to forget him if I just do this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't address true. it, just bury it. Yeah, dude. I'm just yeah. like fucking gay. Convince yourself I'm a, it's, it's I'm a like, I never even liked him anyway. It's easier dude. to hate him yeah. than miss him. Yeah. 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 Like, no, I never 100%. Really liked him anyway in the first place, dude. <laughs> uh, just trying I, to prepare myself. The only reason I'm like one proud but two okay with it is that you're literally gonna you're you're gunning for the top yeah you're gonna agree, be a green beret that's the the I'm highest accomplishment no you're not gonna try yeah, the fucking mentality is that Come on, bro i just i don't i don't i don't know that's i feel like cool. there's a lot of guys that go into a lot of ego and i i just want to there's no ego it. in saying that you're going to do it because yeah. as soon as you if you're in the middle of it and you go, I'm trying, you've already lost. Right. So well, I want that to be just more internal for myself. Of course. Because like there's you don't so sound many cocky. guys. You, well, there's just it's it's a stereotype. And you if you mm -hmm. talk to anyone who's in any special operator, special forces, like there's always the guys that are like puffing out their chest, like, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going like SEAL training, I'm gonna be a SEAL, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then they quit in like the first week right. and shit. So like so you're it's not like I, I wanna I wanna do this for me and I wanna know this for me. I could give a shit if anyone thinks that I'm going to do it or not. So there's a sense that, say you were to be speaking to a Green Beret right now, if you were to say, I'm not going to try it, I'm going to do it, there's a sense that they would kind of respect you less because they're like, oh, you, you you don't respect the difficulty, basically, by saying that. Well, I wouldn't say that because I've spoken to a couple of them and – when speaking to them, it's different than speaking it to other people. Because right. to them, like, they went through it. They went through that process. You know, they've earned it and stuff like that. And they understand what's coming. And, like, f for me saying it to them, I'm saying it out of, like, you know, you just told me how hard it is, how crazy it is. And out of full respect, I get that. But I will be there and I'll, I'll see you on the other right. side. Like, I'm cool with it. But with other people, it just seems like an ego trip kind You don't want to sound cocky. Not even cocky. I just... Okay, don't it doesn't matter. Jeez, I'm trying to. Yeah, I don't it's know. like going into like a jujitsu room and being like walking uh, into a black belt and being like, "Dude, I'm gonna roll you." Yeah, it's like, <laughs> just do it. Lose the closest color you, to though? black. So, <laughs> I mean, not actually in the rank, but on the color wheel. So, uh, brown. Well, navy blue. Nice. 
I'll wait. Don't do this to me. I'll, I'll get this. <laughs> We're gonna get there somehow. Yeah. Um. um so what? What, what big plans do y'all have? You have any big plans for the year? I'm gonna do something with your room. <laughs> so are y'all gonna rent it out? No, I don't think we are. You don't think so? I just are they gonna get we, a rando? We, we want to move in like six months. That's we when your just, lease is up. Uh, yeah, and we, your girlfriend Lexi and my girlfriend Tink and I all want to get our own place together and just kind of downsize our number of roommates and just have our own little spot. This actually sounds very nice, but um. Um, oh, we decided, you know, the whole reason we live in this house anyway is because there's a lot of people and it's cheap rent. And so we might as well just save the last six months and we desperately need the extra space, but might as well just suffer a little more and save more. Um, plus Tink thinks she has a friend that wants to rent it out anyway. So it's Aaron, right? Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. So. That'd be cool. Aaron's dope. And I would, uh yeah, I'd be very okay with having Aaron as a roommate. Yeah, that'd be a good roommate. It might be a little shitty of us to abandon her after six months, but... Yeah. Good luck with all the gamers. I know you're super into <laughs> fitness, but... <laughs> I could see her kind of getting along with Justin and Brandon, though. I could see it. Wait, Aaron... I know Aaron. Aaron yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got beast mode, dude. Roger, she, she's been doing a lot of gymnastics stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. She's always been real into CrossFit, and she obviously plays rugby with Tink. Well, it's not obvious, but it is to us. Um, <laughs> she... Uh yeah, so she's kind of a she's kind of a beast. She be yeah, she is. Yeah. There's some very CrossFit things about her athletic athleticism in general. Like whenever you see bad. like her squat and stuff, she's like, oh yeah, you've done CrossFit. Like pushing the knees way out. Because I did a like a a session with her one time to like kind of try and figure out a program, a remote program. And I was like, wow, there's a lot of things we should probably tweak here that you probably learned from CrossFit. <laughs> I'm just not going to get into him. You know what? Maybe I'm not the right fit. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was very receptive. But yeah, Aaron's awesome. I would be stoked to have her as a roommate, but I feel a little bit bad abandoning, abandoning her after six months. But we'll get over it. Not yeah. that bad. She's like, oh, can I move in with bad. you guys wherever you're going? Ooh, see, oh. we like the whole three roommate thing. Thing is, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like people's like circle, like, talking about like abandoning not to have abandoned anyone but my circle has definitely gotten smaller throughout like nothing wrong with that covid you have a good circle though yeah very strong influences with leif and uh rachel yeah Yeah. they're badass when you you you're someone who yeah exactly you stick with people for a while yeah i mean you know trav and colt for a long long time oh yeah like 15 years trav is so cool i fucking love trav trav i've known since i was 18 19 really Yeah, 20 years. Fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah. Dang. You're old as shit. Yeah, yeah dude. More than half yeah. your life. Yeah, more than half my life, yeah. Which is a, crazy. Lot yeah, a lot of life. Yeah, it's a lot of life, yeah. Definitely. Almost 40. Like a cat. I learned something last night. Did you know cats can fall from any, pretty much any height above uh, three stories and live? And live. They hit terminal velocity at a certain height and they spread out and they actually relax really well. So they'll like absorb it. But at two stories, they'll die because they like tense up. 
<laughs> Wait, did you guys both watch the same no, thing? No, Gary well, already, told knew, he already knew it. Oh, well, we got me. into it with a waitress because she was like, oh. she was obsessed with cats. I don't know how we got into the topic, but she started Stay spinning off facts. That. Is she, she single? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> she. It's not really your type. Mm, yeah. No, I'm, I wasn't. Oh, oh, crazy cat lady. I just meant yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah. Like She's it. probably single. She doesn't own cats. She told us like she owns seven, a dog. Seven different. She was going amazing off about cats. cats. Yeah. Amazing facts about cats. Like seven or eight. Like just going on and on. And we're like, I was like, so do you own a cat? She's like, no, actually, I have a little dog. It's like. Wait, what? What? <laughs> what? It sounds like your passion is cats. <laughs> yeah, okay. you should, all right. Sure. Okay, well. Damn, I didn't Oh, know yeah. That. So if you're ever at your friend's house and you're on the fourth story, you should freak your friend out and throw your cat <laughs> out the window. <laughs> Wait, fourth story there, okay? I thought yeah. it was three. I just no, want to test three, it. I heard. Three or more. Oh, three, three or more. more. If it's so two they could, stories, they could fall die. out of a plane. Shut the fuck up. They could fall out of a plane and live. I no, want to say there's no way a cat can fall out of a plane. Bro. <laughs> well, because no it's way. terminal velocity. Terminal velocity is terminal velocity. Whether you're out of a plane or All right, a physics story. president of the physics department. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the BBC said who, what, why, how do cats survive falls from great heights. Man, I bet BBC regrets that acronym. So, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I mean. Right, guys? Because of. Pornhub? Yeah, I wonder yeah. if BBC.com is anything. <laughs> what is the website talking <laughs> oh, about? Your so, parents? <laughs> oh, get this. This is so amazing. This is so funny. Oh, man. So you know how like there's like Brazzers Network and yeah. there's like Naughty America. Like There's like porn networks. Uh, well, one of them's Tushy and it's like all anal stuff. I thought Tushy was like a bidet company. Exactly. Okay. So yeah, here's, exactly what, what, so here's what I'm yeah. talking about. One of those networks where they like uh, like just produce porn videos is Tushy, and it's all anal stuff. My <laughs> my dad thought it'd be awesome because my brother in law is a savage in the bathroom. Uh, oh my to, God. He thought it'd be oh he, a well, savage a, in the bathroom. There's a long running there's a long running joke. About, what does that mean? Well, so there's a long running joke about him coming to our house on like Christmas and Thanksgiving, like any kind of function. He's got poop outside, and in he would g just ruin the restroom. Oh my God. For everybody, what does he eat? I don't know. He just <laughs> wreck it. So Bro, change your diet. So my parents thought it'd be hilarious to get him a bidet, and uh, um. And Tushy is like, like a lot of podcasts have him yeah, as Joe Rogan. Yeah, they oh, have does him, he? Yeah, yeah, they have him as like a sponsor and oh, stuff. Shit. So they're like, in the last <laughs> year or two, they've gotten real big, and Tushy's like the one to go with. And so my mom was like telling my dad, um, I found that Tushy's the best bidet to get Ben, my brother-in-law. Like, my dad wanted to check it out. He goes, "What's the website? I'll look at it." She goes, uh, "Tushy.com." And he went to, they together on the computer <laughs> went to tushy.com and it just popped up with all this anal stuff. And, <laughs> and my mom apparently flipped her lid like, what? <laughs> I'm like picture your parents are like an old school because I mean, like, where you like, I grew up during dial up and shit, you know, and we only had one computer in the house. So I'm like picturing your mom and dad just oh. right by the, like, <laughs> Remember, did you guys? Oh, oh yeah, with all the high tones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's how I got caught you, when I was younger. 
Don't oh, pick really? up the uh, phone, bro. Don't <laughs> pick up. Oh, God, I got to reload. <laughs> yeah, I think I was in uh, second grade, Dial maybe. Up. Yeah. And I... Uh, AOL, I think this bro. Was, was that even... Go was Google even around? No. It might have been like Ask Jeeves or no. something. But I typed in A N A K I D ladies, the kid ladies, <laughs> no, and then the no kid ladies, <laughs> the kid. And then I clicked on a link and it like froze the computer. And I was like, oh, oh, oh my god! Uh -oh. And then my dad like came in and unfroze it. And like he wasn't thinking about it, so he walks in the other room. I'm like, oh, I'm getting away with it. So like right before I was gonna delete, he goes, wait, 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 what were you doing though? And then he just looks at the computer. And I was like, oh, well, so am I banned or? <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I was banned from the computer for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Porn's awesome. come a long way. Wow. What a time. What year of high school did you graduate? Still picks. 2011. 2011. But you were supposed to graduate in 2010? I could have been either. <laughs> I just... <laughs> that that sounds my like birthday, somebody that got held back. My back. Almost perfectly say. halfway through the year. How many times year? did you do first grade? I loved it so much. <laughs> I just one teacher I loved so much, I was like... I'll just go back again. Yeah. But the best part was I passed it with C's and then my parents like Pass come in. first grade with C's? Yeah. I mean, what the fuck is that anyways? Like, I, I know. Dude, but then, but then the red block grade. on top of the blue yeah, block. Yeah, what is like, <laughs> yeah, you but to do. giving yeah. you C's in first grade is fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny because I, I vividly remember like my parents coming in and being like, hey, so like, you know, like, the school kind of recommends that like you get held back or whatever, but they said like you could like have your choice. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I'm like, just about to say, obviously I want to keep going because I want to be with my friends. And they're like, and we thought that you would want to get held back. And I was like, wait. Think about sports, what? bro. What? <laughs> wait, what? It did help with sports. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It did help with sports. Because you're the old kid. Did yeah. not help with confidence in first grade. No. No. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. sure. Which is a great time to do it though. Isn't it funny that you come so far, you... You had to like literally retake first grade and you're 97 in the ASBAB. Wow. I didn't even know like this till last time I went home for Christmas, but my mm -hmm. mom like had to fight hardcore when writing like my IEP about like your what IEP is like if you're dyslexic or have like a oh. learning difference or whatever. So it's like good thing they right. used an acronym, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> So it's it's like, people love those. But they tried to like hold me, like hold me back. And I have a twin sister. So it's like, that would have been fucking weird, dude. Like, yeah, that's his twin. She's in a grade above him. And it's, I mean, they just all wanted to like hold me back. And that my is mom awkward. like had to fight for it. Or they wanted to put me like in lab the whole yeah. time, which I was never in a class for lab because my mom's like, nah, he's fucking fine. Like, he'll figure it out. Yeah. And, which I still haven't. But I was like, that's crazy. That would have like totally fucked me. But I was like, "Mom, way to go to bat for me." Uh, coming up, coming there's up. There's been a couple of. Uh, I got a buzz going. I have a client who's dyslexic. Well, he so he's never been. I'm right here, dude. He's never. He's never. He's never <laughs> been confirmed. Like he never got diagnosed or anything. But he's most definitely dyslexic. Like one of our first days, he's like, he's like, oh yeah, by the way, I I think. I'm like 99% sure I'm like very dyslexic. I was like, oh, is that why you were having like a panic attack while doing lunges? Because <laughs> he was like, he would do his right leg and then do his right leg again, then do his right leg again. And he's like, he was like, wait, was I, was I my, I, I think I need to do my right leg. And he did, his, I was like, dude, work your left leg, please. <laughs> Fucking Nemo over yeah. here. I, know. <laughs> I was like, just, all, and this is before he had told me, but he's like, I was like, just 
we're just alternating here. We're not doing the same, same side at once. Yeah, yeah. And and he's like, okay, all right. Then you do his right leg. And I was like, what? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he told me that and like a light bulb went off. I was like, oh, so that's why you were about to cry while doing lunges. But um, it's actually, yeah, anyway. So um, I don't know why I whispered it. I probably mean, doesn't it- listen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I think it was like first, might have been second grade. What's funny is that they like offered to let me skip a grade. I think I was going to skip third grade, which would have been fucking amazing because yeah. my... You would have been in ch- challenged, more engaged, probably. Well, my third grade teacher was a fucking bitch. She let me break my What's her nose. name? What's her name? Mrs. She let you Ki- break Mrs. your Mrs. nose? King. Mrs. King. She let me break my nose and then would let me go to the nurse for it. Jesus. What do you mean, let you break your nose? So I was had a hand on each um, desk. Oh, yeah. And you know how you swing between the desks? Yeah, oh, like yeah. You hold yourself up and you just swing in there yeah. between the desks. Well, the te- desk slid out. As I looked, my feet were back. Oh. And I fell straight on my face oh, and broke God. my nose. And like, So that's what's up. <laughs> I've broken my nose so many times. Oh, I mean, it's God. just so out there. So like I've broken nose too. I've, I've never broken my nose. Really, I've what? broken it so many uh-huh. times. I've tried close no to lacrosse, close like to ten times. I've broken shit. my nose. It almost happened in football because I had a helmet that had a really shitty chin strap. So not only did my chin strap cut oh. my chin, so it was constantly just an open wound. But every time I hit, it would come unbuckled, and my helmet would come down and just hit the bridge oh. of my nose. Every time I'd hit hard, so I had a big cut right here and a big cut on my chin, but my nose held up. And it just took the abuse. Hey, you got a nice chin now, nice jawline. Mm. Yeah. Um, I love this. But my parents actually don't dis- leave, Gary. Don't, don't leave. leave. My <laughs> parents decided time. to not let me skip third grade. That's so crazy. You could have skipped a grade. Late yeah, well, it's funny because like I ended 16. up having well, a Lapes terrible GP. freaking actual genius, genius. Yeah. Like, that dude's a sad. Oh, thanks. Well, he's like, <laughs> he's got like something to prove too. Yeah. You're the, he, you're the comfortable genius. I don't have anything to prove anymore. Isn't that crazy? Like when I was 23. What's that like? I had everything in the world to prove. It was, I was a completely different person because of that. Like I was. Yeah. Changes your everything. Changes your entire motive and outlook. Well. <laughs> Like, I guess in my defense, but not really in my defense, I think just the reason for that is I had a huge wake-up call like almost three years ago now, and it made me want – it made my metric for a quality life happiness, not accomplishment. Was it Tink? No, it was <laughs> – Was it Tink? My sister passing, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Because you were like, fuck it, let's just enjoy it. Enjoy well, it's like – she had a, she had a lot of like difficulty in her life and strife and she was bullied and she had a lot of depression but in the end she had like found what she loved. She loved having a family. She loved having kids. She loved her husband like and she was so content with that and she knew truer happiness than I could. So I guess that at the end of the day, it's like I just want to be happy. I, on a daily basis, I want to feel happiness because obviously she can't anymore. So yeah, that was a huge wake up call for me. I vowed to her at her funeral that I would 
live every day in her honor and nice and and strive to be happy so that was a huge wake-up call for me and there is a good amount of ambition that goes into being happy like if you're not doing something you believe in and you're passionate about then you're not going to be happy but again it's not kind of on the level for you it is your happiness is getting told that you're a worthless maggot as weird weird as that sounds dude that was so heavy bro i almost started to tear up (laughs) but as weird as that sounds you're absolutely right like for me i have to be in the suck in order to be happy i love being like super unhappy people like why are you getting into teleskiing because i was like i gotta do something into what teleskiing teleskiing or like just go i'm like because i have to like if i'm not like facing something like the running shit or if i don't have that like i've found like I get a lot of like, I was listening to Jordan Peterson and he was talking about so meaning over like doing what you want and right. like the, how much more important meaning is over like doing things that you want and how much more fulfillment you get. Like even in his book, he like um, narrates his whole book. And when he's talking about this, he's like tearing up. But really? I was like, yeah, it was like, oh, dude, that like, God, oh, God damn, <laughs> choked up. But I was like, that's that's true. Like, and I that's something that like resonates with me wholeheartedly. Right? Because it's like I just doing something I want. Well, I just want to smoke weed. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, but then I don't right. feel great about myself. You know, really, I'm just like, oh, yeah, nice. But like doing something that like I just like that I find like meaningful or like helping someone or like or something that i find like challenging like is that's something that really just gives me like all right i'm a fucking productive so member on that oh, note i it's i guess it sounds like I've, i'm just coasting at this point like i don't want a challenge i have no ambition i'm Mm-mm. i've got nothing like i've not got nothing though. left no. to i've got nothing left to prove yeah. which i really don't but you're my, you remember when I was making Tink's side table? Yeah. I was pulling pulling all-nighters literally every other day. Going hard. I'm In a two and a half weeks, I put in over 150 hours on this side table for her birthday. That type of agony and long hours, there was one point where I was in... Focus. I, I went like 24, like 25 hours straight, pulled an all-nighter, Went inside to have like a two or three hour break just to clear my mind. I didn't even take a nap because I knew that nap would turn into 15 hour nap. And then I went back out and worked for another 20 hours. So over like basically 48 hours straight of being in the garage working on the side table just at one point during the project. Um, Just to like your your meticulousness to like detail, like she wouldn't give it a fuck. But you're you're, very self-imposed. Sam Worthless, call me a maggot, is my go deep, have anxiety over the perfection on this piece. Yeah. Those are the same. A hundred percent the same. That is that's, that's saying, my like, purpose. You don't have anything to prove to anyone else, but you have to prove it to yourself, I feel like. Right. Exactly. And with your output and stuff like that. I have something like, to prove to myself. That's a good way to put it. And I love that. Cause I I spent my whole life feeling like I had something to prove to other people. I had a, you know, semi-rough childhood at school. At home, it was 
amazing. My parents were great, but at school, I had a pretty rough. I was bullied hard, but consistently. Yeah. So I I just always felt like I had, like in college. I remember just like as soon as I got to college, I was like, they have a weight room. And I can go there whenever I want. Yes, I'm gonna like get as big as I possibly can to prove to other people I'm a badass, like that kind of thing. Very much proved mm-hmm. that. <laughs> <laughs> Overachieved. And, yeah. But um I guess we're going a little deeper than we figured, but um that kind of trying to like it felt like I had to prove something just went away pretty much when I went t- met Tink. Yeah. And then in the first six months I changed drastically. It's crazy. From like my ideals, like what I thought was important, what I thought happiness was, because she changed all of that. And then my sister passed, and then that was basically when I decided be happy. Yeah. Don't let any minute go unwasted. Be happy. Your measure for what a good life is is how much happiness you can cultivate. Yeah. But what's still an important element in that is your purpose and your strife. You have to right. face you have to face obstacles and overcome them in order to know your self-worth and feel your self-worth. Right. It's just that we experience that differently. Yeah. Oh, if you, totally. If you put me quarantined in a house for two months, I will get nothing done. Right. I will produce not a goddamn thing. But if you throw me in the middle of a jungle and you're like, you better survive and like go figure shit out or else like these people are going to be fucked and you're going to be fucked okay, now I have that fire under my feet. Whereas you just have the fire under your feet from yourself. I just came up, you know, we do the, we finish with a quote. Yeah. I just made my own quote for our, the finish for this episode. For Let's hear it. Maybe, no promises, maybe what well, might be our final episode. Potentially. 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 Well, we could revamp it when you're. Yeah. Yeah, we can replace you. <laughs> <laughs> no. We can bring Panna on. Everyone loves Panna. Oh, Panna is, yeah, yeah, who doesn't like Panna? Yeah, you couldn't even get mad at He's that. He's a sweetheart. No, dude. I would be honored, yeah. Panna's he, a sweetheart. He's dude. a sweetheart. He is What's just your a quote? good person. Wait, Should I start it? What was the quote that I, I said I was going to say it? Remember at the beginning before we started, I was like, and that's going to be my quote. <laughs> right. asking, you don't remember? Three beers deep. I have, a, I have another, <laughs> I have another quote that I actually got from Jason that I love. You a dropped lot. it, okay. and I spoke to Jason today. He told you, he told me to tell you what's up and that he misses you, Jason, the chiropractor from back home oh, that came and visited yeah. us. Jamie, Fucking badass, huh? Jamie. Oh, your buddy Jason. Yeah, oh. that initially brought me to Colorado my very first time to climb this <laughs> super <laughs> sketchy mountain. And why actually, do people do that? Well, yeah. Oh, you never been to Colorado before? Oh, here's the Mantu Incline. Oh, you should go do Oh no, no, screw the Mantu Incline. This is one of the top like six most deadly mountains in Colorado. And he was like, "Yeah, like everything says that you need to uh, be, have experience and like, or at least have a guide." So he's like, "They're sheep. We got this." And I was like, "I don't feel like we got." Oh, you that. live at sea level. Let's go to the highest point yeah. in the country. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> intense. Um, I want to go last because mine actually just. It's my own quote. I know that sounds a little selfish, but I mean, okay, it's pretty you go first, Wade. While I try to think of my original quote. All right. Well, I'll just go with the OG quote too, and it just resonates mm-hmm. what we were talking about. But live in the moments in between. Oh, nice. damn, that's good. Oh 
this that hit so hard in 2020 well it's 2021 and out but it hit, that hit so hard for the just everything that's been going on yeah mm-hmm. yeah um <laughs> all right this one's a quote but it's also just like very true for me and it's uh my discipline is only as good as my opportunities so if i have the ability to like eat junk food like if you put a bunch of junk food in front of me i'll eat junk food oh really but yeah i know surprise <laughs> but if you put me in a very concentrated and very productive environment i also can do that so i like that jason said that and i was like oh shit i like that Nice. Mm. I think I need to preface this one so we can re like uh, reassociate with my context. But context is the good is only as bad as the bad, right? You can only it's all about contrast. You can only appreciate the good days, yeah. If as long as you remember the bad days. I love this quote. Hold on, you guys are gonna this is gonna blow your minds. Drum roll. The a dim flame in the dark is is, is brighter than the sun on the brightest day. <laughs> <laughs> He's so proud of himself. All right, it's let's go get tattooed uh-huh. right now. I'm getting a candle on my forearm. Think about that in a yeah. dark room. Someone right. likes a little candle. You're like, oh motherfucker. And then, but like on a bright day, you see the sun. You just, just look away. Just don't look at it. Or sometimes you're in a bathroom and the light adjusts your eyes and then you walk into a room. (laughs) Oh, we we had to tell that story one time before we... Okay. So this actually happened to me about a week ago. I was uh, sleeping at Lexi's house. A week ago? I thought it was like two days ago. Or maybe a few days ago. I don't know. Either way. I was sleeping at Lexi's house and um, I always get up during the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and also grab some water. And her house is very much one direction. So you have to walk through the bathroom to get to the kitchen and then same way on the way back. Um, but every time I get up, one of the dogs gets up, Mosley, and because he always just wants to be on my side and he assumes he can get back in the bed, whatever. I get up. It's probably 4 a.m. I uh, close the door to the bathroom so you can't see in the bedroom because I don't want to flip on the light and wake her up. So I flip on the light. Uh, I get some water. I go to the bathroom and I shut the light off right before I open the door. But now my eyes are not adjusted at all. Like, I just have to go off memory of the room. And, like, you can't see your hand in front of your face. So I'm, like, walking through the room. I don't hear a sound in the house. But then my toe touches something that is, like, living. And I'm, like, okay. Like, it's just Mosley. Mosley's up, whatever. But I kind of pause for a second. And during that second (laughs) pause, a half an inch in front of my face, I just feel a like a human breath. I go, what the fuck? And like, I just swing my arm back and like push back and like basically get ready to either fight a ghost or fight someone who like broke in. But something was literally a half inch in front of my face. And what I didn't know was Lexi had gotten out of bed, but she's very quiet sometimes. So quiet. So quiet. It's like scary. And she was literally... A big woman. She's a big woman. So like that breath was right on my nose. Athletic. Athletic. Yeah. Yoked. uh, Fast. Smart. Beautiful. Amazing. Say all the adjectives you you need to. But like, I was like in a pitch black room and someone who I didn't even know was there just breathed on me a half inch in front of my face and i thought right in that moment i was gonna die 
most scared I've ever been. So we couldn't sense. sleep for like an hour because we were just laughing so hard. And she was so thankful. My initial reaction was to just start swinging because I, I thought yeah. it would have been. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, it was just a shot at the gut real quick, but she'll be all right. Tink, Tink's thing is always like, she wants to sleep farthest from the door. And I'm like, yeah. nobody's raping me. <laughs> let's luck. be honest yeah, yeah. they're Good gonna pass luck. me right up yeah unless i'm ass up then they might just go yeah, for it i don't like, know if they can make it maybe <laughs> yeah, they gotta be packing you gotta, <laughs> packing <some laughs> you gotta get yeah. past those cheeks yeah and even then if he just clenches down good luck <laughs> that's a, that's a like a 500 pound hip thrust power right there. i think we're gonna say hippo bro Not, well whoa oh. i mean that oh, is a oh, badass the, spirit animal yeah well, this is our time. This time is, to sign off. This is the finale, the farewell until we get paint on. That's all the fireworks. Well, buddy, I'm proud of you. Whee! I'm excited for you. I'm and, and to be honest with you, I'm not nervous at all for you. Really? No. Not at all. That makes one of us. I, of us. I think if there's anyone that I know that is there, there's no what nobody I know that is more capable of what you have in front of you than you. Well, I appreciate that a lot. We love you. I we love you, that buddy. Confidence. I have to pee really. Maybe really you bad can be a guest too. in the future. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. We'll ask Panda. We got a list. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a little bit of a, a process. Yeah. We'll see if you make it through. You can submit a waiver. We'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, love you, buddy. Bye. Bye. Oh, I got pee so fucking bad. The other door is zero one zero one as well, right? One zero one zero. God, I got it.